Hi YouTube, Luminous Star here. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. If this is your first time visiting, welcome, welcome. And hopefully by the end of this video, you will become a new subscriber. So I'm going to thank you in advance for your subscription. For current subscribers, you know what's coming. Mwah! Thank you so much for your subscription. Guys, today I'm going to talk about the no access card. The no access card. What? You don't have one? Well, I suggest that you order a whole batch of the no access cards, right? So you can pass them out to all the narcissists who are working your last nerve, <laughs> okay? When you already know that the relationship has run its course, it's over, you've gotten the lesson, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're ready to move on with your life, yeah, order your no access cards, if you don't have any, you can order some from me, honey, because I have a whole box. I can send it to you in 24 hours or less. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm just cutting a little joke um, because I felt like many times, right, I had to serve some people the no access card. You know, when it comes to my life, no, you don't get to come here, right? You don't get to come into my life, narcissist, right? <laughs> guys. There have been many times that I have had to serve, figuratively speaking, the no access card. So that's what I want to talk about today. If you have not subscribed yet, at the end of this video, I hope you do become a subscriber. Current subscribers, mwah, mwah, I'm going to do that again. Mwah, mwah. Much kisses and love to you. Much peace to everyone visiting this channel. Okay, guys. I'm going to be talking about the no access card. Again, this is uh, figuratively speaking. I don't mean that you literally have to order some cards. But hey, if you are very creative and you want to actually get some cards and write no access on it in big, huge black letters or whatever color you like and start handing, handing them out to every narcissist that has been working your last nerve and who has been stumping all over your life. Right? <laughs> Okay, guys. All right. Okay. I'm going to get serious now. Okay. First thing, just know that you are worthy of a great life because you are. Just think about all the crap you've gone through because of the narcissist, right? Now, I'm going to really get serious with you now. You have to get to a point where you are willing to take full responsibility in how you played into that, okay? You made the decision that the narcissist was going to be in your life for one reason or another. It could have been you wanted to be best friends with them, you know, BFF, or you wanted to be uh, friends uh, with benefits, or whatever the situation may be. <laughs> you wanted to get married, you want to have children, you wanted to procreate, whatever right you made the decision that for some reason or another or maybe several reasons that you were going to give place to them in your life now this video is not for those who started i'm not speaking to you who have started as children having narcissists in your life now of course you can enjoy this video as well i'm not saying not to watch it and that maybe you wouldn't get something out of it basically this video is for those of us who as adults, we decided that the narcissist was going to be on our lives. They were going to, we were going to give place to them. 
for one reason or another and we have decided you know what don't need this person in my life anymore i may desire the narcissist but i don't need them so i'm gonna serve them their no access card and say your services are no longer needed see ya <laughs> so that's what we want to do figuratively speaking okay so that's what this video is really about today and hopefully this video will encourage you motivate you or maybe even inspire you to take a second or maybe third look and reevaluate your toxic relationship placing emphasis on the word toxic your toxic relationship with the narcissist okay now if you've gotten to the point where you want to serve that no access card honey i say serve it serve it and serve it well <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm, I'm just really in a great mood today. <laughs> yeah, serve that no access card, honey. And don't ever look back. Now, of course, like I said, you have to take into consideration your part in the whole thing. The whole grand scheme of things. You have to look at, you have to look at that. So take full responsibility for the fact that you gave place to the narcissist. Okay? Now... After you take that step, the second step, now guys, I'm sharing with you everything I have done. So I'm not going to tell you anything that number one, I have not done already and it is proven to be effective. Number two, that I'm not currently doing and I'm seeing results. So please remember that with all my videos, when I go over these tools and steps with you, I have already applied every last one of them and I have found them to be quite effective. So I'm never gonna tell you to do something or suggest to you, I can't tell you what to do, but suggest to you something that I haven't done for myself. So like the mad scientist that I can be at times, I've already applied this, these things to my life, found them to be very effective, okay? So after you take responsibility for your part, right? Because we don't wanna give the narcissist any ammo because you know they will. They're going to shoot you down with that one. Oh, you did this and you did that. No, 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 no. I already know what I did. So eat that. <laughs> Here's your no access card, right? <laughs> anyway. Okay, guys. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get serious. I'm going to get serious. Okay. Yes. First step. Take full responsibility for your part. Uh, absolutely. That's just part of being a responsible person anyway, right? Right. Second step, after you've done that, after you've looked at yourself in the mirror and you've gotten clear on what, you know, what reason, whatever it was that you introduced this person into your life and you gave them place in your life, right? So once you do that, then you look at what purpose right? Again, key word is purpose. What purpose did that toxic relationship serve? Yeah, because it did. I know that's hard to believe because all of the shouting matches, all of the humiliation, all the cussing out, all the breaking down uh, doors, uh, smashing windows, busting out car windows, slashing tires. Okay. Woo. I'm going back, honey. Okay. Let me, let me, let me go ahead and get straight for a second. Okay, let me get my head right. Because <laughs> I was going down memory lane. Not to, you know, confess a lot of things. But anyway, I think some of you know where I'm going. Okay, after all of that, <laughs> you know that that relationship, even though it was toxic, 
it served a purpose. So second step is find out what the purpose of that toxic relationship with the narcissist was. And if it was several narcissists and several toxic relationships, you got to get busy. Yeah, you got to get busy. And it is not easy. And when I did that, I went through I went through ups and downs, ups and downs. It was pretty tough to do that, but guys, woo, it was well worth it. It was well worth it. When I started reevaluation all the reevaluations, all of the the just just looking at all of those toxic relationships. When I started doing that, guys, I just could feel the skin just coming off like a new layer of skin was coming on and the old was coming off. That's how it felt sometimes. But then sometimes it felt like somebody was ripping my skin off. Okay. So I had those moments of feeling like the skin was shedding that needed to be shed. So the new uh, skin can breathe and I can enjoy that. I felt that way sometimes, but then there were the other times when I felt like somebody was ripping my skin off and the blood was gushing. You know, and, and that was that raw pain. Okay. So yeah, the second step again is to look or find the purpose of that toxic relationship with the narcissist. Right? Last step. Give yourself permission to serve that no access card. Tell the narcissist goodbye. Their services are no longer needed. Until next time. You guys take care. Mwah. Stay tuned for more videos. <laughs>
description box, okay? Mind the description box below where you will find more details pertaining to today's video, okay? Having said all that, I'm Luminous Star. I wish you the best and stay tuned for the video. And hello there, this is Luminous Star. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. For you guys and gals who are current subscribers, mwah, thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for sharing your stories and thank you for keeping me inspired and motivated to keep this channel active. For all of you who are visiting Luminous Star for the first time, welcome and why don't you join the Star family by hitting that subscription button below. We would love to have you. Today's video is about learn to say no, especially to a narcissist. I'm going to be going over a few points, a few tools, and also mind the description box below for further details to today's video. Wherever you may be today or tonight, I wish you the very best. Don't forget to like and also share the video. First point, by practicing assertiveness, one is not placing the narcissist or cluster personality on the defense while choosing to express his or her mind and emotions without offending. However, when it pertains to the cluster personality and those with a narcissistic personality disorder, it is easy to offend him or her without intending to do so. The false self-image is easily threatened by any form of challenge from others in the relationship. Pause. First of all, the cluster personality and the narcissist, they already have major insecurities. So when you add to that the fact that they have a false self-image to uphold, <laughs> okay, then that can really make the relationship extremely rocky and challenging. So even when you say something and you don't even mean to offend him or her, you can easily do so. And this, again, is directly linked to his or her having a false self-image and also him or her having major insecurities. Okay, so by practicing assertiveness, really you are not intentionally trying to put him or her on the defense. You're not trying to put the narcissist, the cluster personality, or anyone on the defense. You're simply expressing how you feel and what you think, again, without intentionally offending anyone. So when it comes to the cluster personality and the narcissist, once again, even when you don't intend to, you can still end up offending him or her. Emotions that narcissists and those with a cluster personality have no difficulty expressing are jealousy, anger, fear, and hatred. Pause. So these four emotions here, these are four emotions that most cluster personalities and narcissists feel pretty much consistently. I wouldn't say constantly, however, consistently. So really, there's probably not too many days that go by <laughs> that the narcissist or the cluster personality doesn't feel one or all of these emotions, and they have no difficulty expressing these emotions. Next point, while these emotions are expressed with certain tactics, such as gaslighting are used by the cluster personality, and or narcissist, he or she is focused upon maintaining a strong sense of control. These emotions and tactics can result in others experiencing trauma, states of depression and anxiety while having unresolved anger. Rather than comply to such behavior, it may be better to take steps to practice assertion. 
or saying no. So yes, if you start practicing assertion, more than likely it will be a game changer. But I want to forewarn you, we're dealing with the cluster B personality or narcissist. So expect him or her to not take it so lightly that you are now deciding you're going to become a little bit more assertive. It's not that you are wrong. It's not that you are intentionally trying to offend him or her. See, the bottom line is with the cluster B personality and the narcissist, they're pretty much on edge all the time for a good fight. In other words, or translation, he or she is easily offended, even when others don't intend to offend him or her. So once you start practicing assertion, of course they're going to notice the cluster personality that is. And the narcissist, they're going to notice. And another thing that's probably going to happen is that he or she will challenge you They're going to try to knock you back down a peg or two. So expect this. But the more you practice assertion, the better you will become at it. So the emotions that I mentioned before, jealousy, anger, fear, and hatred, these are emotions that the cluster personality and the narcissist will express. But let's not forget those tactics that they will use, such as gaslighting. Okay, so while they are expressing these emotions here, they're also utilizing certain tactics like gaslighting. So they're going to combine. So there's there's a lot of things going on. So as you practice assertion, don't expect the cluster personality or the narcissist to stop expressing these emotions here because more than likely they will intensify because the false self image is going to be threatened by your practicing assertion because the cluster B personality, they're notorious for trying to dominate the relationship or all relationships for that matter that they have. So he or she is not going to take too kindly to this quote, new you unquote. But again, once you start to practice assertion, it will become a little bit easier to you, but at first it will be challenging. So please be forewarned and use discretion. So while these emotions are being expressed along with the techniques such as gaslighting, this is a challenge to you, or this is a way for the cluster personality and the narcissist to knock you back down a peg or two, or to discourage you from practicing personal boundaries, because he or she is not going to practice personal boundaries. This is also why when you begin to, or should you choose to begin to practice assertion, you're going to be met up with challenges that will feel uncomfortable. So again, be forewarned. However, I want to go ahead and encourage you today to continue to thrive forward by applying assertion to your support base or practicing it anyway. And rather than comply to such behavior, right? These emotions that I mentioned, the emotions along with the techniques such as gaslighting and other, I mean, so many tactics that the cluster personality and the narcissist has for source supply. I mean, most of us have lost count, but there are many. So while all of this is going on, rather than complying to such behavior, okay, or the conditions or the theme of the unhealthy relationship, 
it may be better to take small steps to practice assertion or by saying no. Again, be forewarned, it will be challenging. Tools. Tool number one, research assertion and how to begin practicing it. Tool number two, rejuvenate your energy body by practicing mindfulness. Tool number three, try to remember the last time you compromised with an unreasonable demand of the narcissist or the cluster personality only to feel defeated. Let that motivate you to practice assertion by saying no. Pause, the last tool. So yes, you might want to try to remember that last time you gave in when your gut said to say no, and you didn't. You went against what you truly desired or needed in the relationship, and you compromised with an unreasonable, that's a key word, unreasonable demand. Okay, they didn't even request. <laughs> the clusty personality and the narcissist, no, they didn't request. They just demanded that you go along with an unreasonable Whatever, whatever that unreasonable thing was, they wanted you to go along with the unreasonable demand. Okay, so remember the last time that happened. A lot of us, again, have lost count of those times when our gut and our hearts and our spirits said no, but we went on and we compromised only to feel defeated later. Okay, so just think about all those times and let that be what motivates you to start practicing assertion or practice saying no a little bit more often. The second tool, rejuvenate your energy body. Absolutely. I did a few videos about how to break the low energy cycle. Rejuvenating your energy body goes right along with that because after you break the low energy cycle with the, with the narcissist, actually from the narcissist or the cluster personality, your energy body more than likely will feel rejuvenated, if not reborn, because you are letting go a lot of stuff. Because think about it, a lot of us who have had unhealthy relationships with the cluster B personality and or the narcissist, we were carrying a lot of stuff. We were burdened down by a lot of their stuff as well as our own because the cluster B personality and narcissist One of the things that they are notorious for is for projecting everything that they don't like about themselves, the things that they do not want to face or resolve for themselves. They are dumping on to others in the relationship. So rejuvenate your energy body because a lot of times, more than likely, you feel drained after dealing with the cluster personality and the narcissist. And a lot of you who live with these individuals I I really, my heart goes out to you. I feel compassion for you. I've been there. I've done that. For you all today, especially my stars, who are currently in a situation where you live with a narcissist or cluster personality, again, I know how that feels. I know that experience. So more than likely, you feel quite drained in your energy body quite a bit. Okay, so rejuvenate your energy body by practicing mindfulness. Research mindfulness. There's a lot of techniques to mindfulness. I will give you one. When you sit down and put pen to pad or you type out or you take a tape recorder 
and you record yourself speaking what you're feeling and thinking. Okay, because when you do a journal or when you're journaling, that is a book of you. You've heard of the book of Eli, right? But this is the book of you. You're simply recording your life, your life experiences, the lessons you're learning, your perceptions, okay, about life, yourself, others, all of your experiences, your life is being recorded by you. So when you journal, it's a very powerful thing and it can prove to be a game changer. I can speak from experience on that one. So this is how you can rejuvenate your energy body, practicing mindfulness. The first tool, research assertion and how to begin practicing it. That's pretty self-explanatory. Research assertion, but I also want to suggest again to research practicing mindfulness. Okay, because again, some of us, we live with the cluster personality or the narcissist. So right now, the circumstances are where you cannot change it right away. Okay, however, that does not mean you can't do something <laughs> for yourself to help yourself thrive forward. And on that note, let's move forward. Questions. First question. What's the best that can happen if you simply replied no to the narcissist or cluster personality? Pause. So think about, again, I just want to encourage, especially my stars, think about the last time you compromised, okay, with the unrealistic expectation or a very unrealistic demand, okay, or unreasonable demand. What happened? How did you feel? What type of thoughts were going on in your mind? You probably felt defeated. And you probably thought to yourself, man, I knew better. <laughs> right? So just let that motivate you to practice saying no. So the question again, what's the best that can happen? Not the worst. What's the best that can happen? Because you probably pretty much already know the worst that can happen. You've experienced it. But have you experienced the best that can happen? By simply saying no. So try that one off a size. What's the best that can happen? Okay. Second question. Can you envision yourself practicing assertion? If not, why not? Pause. Some of us who have been groomed as children to behave codependently as adults. Yeah, this one is going to be really tough. And not judging. I'm not judging. I'm simply making the point that if a child is groomed to behave codependently, practicing assertion will seem like a pipe dream because he or she is so accustomed to pleasing others. So can you envision yourself at least, if you're not at least practicing it or putting it into radical action, could you at least envision yourself Practicing assertion? Visualization is a very game-changing tactic. It really is. So if you're not already putting it to radical action, if you're not doing it already, the first start to doing something, the first step to doing something is to see it in your mind. So can you envision yourself practicing assertion? If not, why not? And it very well could be because... 
you're not accustomed to practicing assertion. You're accustomed to pleasing everyone else, especially those who have a predatory nature. You tend to self-sacrifice for individuals who do not validate you or who you know deep down inside would never sacrifice themselves for you. Okay, so this may be why it's difficult for you to envision. But I want to encourage you today to start. One way you can start envisioning yourself practicing assertion is to get a collage. Get some images out of a newspaper, a magazine, or print some images out on the computer. Put a collage together. And as you journal, start looking at those images So that way you can just go ahead and envision yourself doing some of these powerful things that you see in these images. You can see somebody running a marathon. Put that in your collage. A picture of someone playing with their pets. Place it in your collage. And so on and so on. This way you can just start envisioning yourself practicing assertion. Third and final question. What's the hook? And which keeps you complying to unrealistic expectations of others and the emotional demands of an unhealthy relationship or unhealthy relationships. Pause. So what's the hook? That's the key word in that question. So what is it that keeps you anchored in the unhealthy relationship? Because there's a lot of unrealistic expectations that go on in unhealthy relationships from a broken marriage to a domestic violence situation to a dysfunctional family. What do all of those have in common? Unrealistic expectations. So what's the hook that keeps you anchored and complying with the unrealistic expectations and the unhealthy relationship. There are a lot of emotional demands that are very unrealistic. Okay, the the demands are very emotional and actually spiritual as well. That's another video. But check out the hook. What keeps you anchored in the unhealthy relationship? Some of us have several unhealthy relationships. So what keeps you hooked? And I know for me, once I looked at that, yeah, it was a game changer. Because with all the shenanigans going on in that unhealthy relationship, it is very tough to focus and see things clearly. Been there, done that. (laughs) I have absolutely been there, done that. And what helped me to see things a little bit more clearly was when I began to journal And I began to envision myself doing something. Then the next thing I knew, I started to take radical action. And voila, I was practicing assertion and my confidence increased. So again, what's the hook? What's keeping you anchored in that unhealthy relationship or those unhealthy relationships? I want to thank everybody for watching. I'm Luminous Star. Wherever you may be today or tonight, I wish you the very best. So stay tuned for more videos.